Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Fascinating to observe what the mirror does, but when I die, for the wall. Alter with a 2-1 pitch. Drive to right field by Stowers. He jumped on that. That's a no-doubter. Line drive home run over the right center field fence for Kyle Stowers. And it's a 3-1 game. The Orioles are on the board. The home run by Stowers. Stowers played in 14 games with the Orioles last year. And now this ball in the left field deep. And this one's good leave. Smith and Jigba looking up. That's way out of here. Back-to-back homers. The lefty hitting Stowers. And the right-handed batting Jorge Mateo, and it's 3-2. As you may guess, those calls courtesy of Pirates Radio, and that game took place at Smith Stadium. O's won 9-8. They trailed 8-5 in the bottom of the ninth, and then magic happened. Why did it happen, Jason? Because Ryan, Ryan Ripken, Ripken was there. Ryan Ripken was in the house, and he joins us now. And, Ryan, let's start with Kyle Stowers. And to me, he's sort of become the forgotten man out of all the prospects, all of the young guys. Uh, got that home run off a lefty, got another hit off a lefty. What do you think happens at the end of spring training with Stowers? Well, how are you guys doing? I appreciate I will take all the credit. Uh, worked really hard uh, at the field today, <laughs> nice. naturally. But but for Stowie, um, look, I, I one, he's a great guy, uh, first and foremost, but he's a very talented player, and he's shown, you know, when he's had his at-bats, especially in the minor leagues, what he's able to do. You know, unfortunately, at the big league level, he hasn't had the success. I think that ties into a lot of not having consistent at-bats. Yep. But you're right. He is a guy that is forgotten. And right now, I was watching him down there. He looks good. He looked really good today. And actually, you know, you have some of those feelings when you're in, uh, when you're on the field or you're around. And Stowers batting practice, practice, I got to see it. I'm like, man, he just looks like uh, he feels good. He's taking great swings. And then he took better swings in the game, hit a ball the opposite field for a line drive, homer to right center. Um, you know, I think that people still need to keep him in the conversation. And that's the problem. I guess it's a good problem for the Orioles, not necessarily for Kyle Stowers, but they have so many talented guys right now that have the ability and hopefully with the right opportunity to really help the big league team. 
Well, and then staying in the outfield, right? Colton Kowser, I'm sure, wanted to get off to a better start and just feel good about himself and let his talent flourish here this spring the way it has throughout his minor league career. And he's doing that. And, like, we're sitting here trying to come up with worlds where one of those guys makes this team, let alone them both. I mean, again, you said it, good problems to have. But Kowser seems to have hit the ground running as well. Yeah, I mean, Kowser, Kowser looks great. And you know what I love? is that he is being aggressive on pitches that he can drive. You know, and, and when I, you might say that they might think that that sounds foolish. He was sometimes last year, when I, looking at the big league at bats, when I went down and broke it down, was he seemed a little bit more timid. And sometimes that's hard when you're not in there consistently each and every night. Every hitter is going to tell you, if you're not getting the consistent reps day in and day out, that's hard. And then factor in that, you're, you're playing, you're debuting, you're anxious, it's your first time in the big leagues. Oh, and by the way, everyone is talking about how well you played in the minor leagues, and now you have this high expectation to go out there and have success. So seeing what Colton Cowser is doing is a guy that seems relaxed, he seems confident, and when he does that and he can be aggressive with balls that he can do damage on, you're seeing the result. And right now, he is swinging the bat just as well as anyone down here in spring training. Well, Kobe Mayo is swinging a hot bat as well, Ryan, and he is just absolutely crushing the ball. We we were curious to see where he was going to play during spring training, thinking it was going to be more first base, where it's been more third base. all third. Yeah, yeah, all third base. Uh, Do you see third as his long-term position in the bigs when he makes it? I think it's too early to kind of tell. I know with the Orioles' versatility, is something that they really, really value, right? So, and and for a guy like Kobe, he's a big dude. And, and by the way, he is a unit, right? So yes. I was down here with, and uh, he just uh, towers over people. Um, but he moves better than he gets credit for. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the fit at third base, but I've seen him make some great throws on the run. He has a strong arm, and he's been making the plays when he's been asked to, right? So, I don't know exactly with that. I could obviously see him profiling to first base because of being the big body, but I think the Orioles are going to keep giving him all those opportunities because they want to have that flexibility when the time comes or if the time comes you know, soon that if they got to bring Kobe up or they want him on the team, can he have the ability to play multiple positions and then be confident that he can do it? We're a little confused around here, Ryan, because Mike Elias – told us and then told a lot of other people that they wanted to see Jorge Mateo play a lot of outfield this year. It Mm -hmm. hasn't happened yet, but I'm not complaining because the guy who's coming in to replace the starting center fielder in these games is Enrique Bradfield Jr., who's showing off his speed and polish in the outfield. What does How fast and twitchy does he look up close, and what are your impressions of him? Well, what's that in, like, it's like the longest yard, like the remake. It's like he makes fast people look not fast. That's, <laughs> yeah. what, that's what Bradfield Jr. looks like out there in the outfield. He just he moves so smoothly. He has a great uh, presence out there and a feeling. And, and, of course, this is all, you know, his taking it all in for the first yeah. time. But, you know, his dynamic is something that can definitely be a game changer. Right. And, and for the Orioles, with a lot of guys that we talked about with all these power bats, his game is completely different. It's play extremely good defense, find a way to get on base and can, can drive the baseball at times, but don't expect him to be the big power guy. But then he can create havoc on those base paths. So uh, it's been really exciting. And, and I think above all, he looks comfortable. And I think the biggest compliment I like to give people is 
do you, does, does it seem like those guys belong? Mm-hmm. And for me watching Bradfield, he looks like he belongs. We're speaking to Ryan Ripken on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. It's inside access on the fan. Ryan, uh, you didn't see him, but he's going to pitch again Saturday talking about Cole Irvin, and his velo is way up on all of his pitches. He's going to, we presume, be in the starting rotation with Means and Bradish not ready for opening day. Uh, What are you expecting out of Irvin this year? I think it's a tremendous opportunity for Irvin in general. I think what I love about it the most with him is that people were quick to write him off last year, get sent down, oh, this was a failed trade, all the narrative, right? He kept a great attitude. He worked hard. He kept battling. And he did what was ever asked of him. And then when the season was over, he did a hard evaluation of how he could get better. And he put a lot of time and effort into it. And so far, it's very limited. But it looks like there's been some drastic changes to it. So I think for Cole, and especially with the injuries, he might be asked to, to have to uh, be a part of different roles, whether that's going to be in the starting rotation or being the long relief. But I think Cole Irvin's a guy that he's confident that he's put the work in, and I think that the Orioles fans are going to be really happy to see uh, where he's at. And, and quite frankly, I think he is going to be a big part of the team, um, especially dealing with those injuries that we talked about. They, they've got a, a host of of arms um, vying for, for maybe bullpen spots or maybe, right, they start in Norfolk and then get added to the 40 at some point along the way, um, including some of the non-roster guys. We've got a bit of a Wanderson Charles fetish here, mostly mostly my fetish, I'll, I'll confess. Um, yeah, I appreciate you confessing. Yeah, yeah, um, front, like you had your Fuji thing. I've got a Wanderson <laughs> Charles thing, right? I mean, Hey, I, I still have my Fuji. Right, whatever gets you through <laughs> the night. Dead. Um, I but, still miss him. <laughs> like this, this guy Davidson, like he's got a little bit of an interesting, interesting profile. No, he threw a couple innings today. Any of these arms off the, your guy Mike Bauman continues to present himself well. Any these these relief arms who've caught your eye? Well, yeah, big big Mike. I, I told him I was a little bit frustrated because I was trying to go watch him pitch, and then he got two outs and three pitches. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> stop being efficient, yeah. right? Let me watch. But no, but it's been a great start for Mike. It's been. You know, Charles is interesting really because of the stuff. He has stuff. You know, he has, he has good movement. The biggest thing for him, just like a lot of pitchers, can you be more consistent with, you know, the possibility of having the elite uh, mix of pitches or stuff that you can throw, right? Um, I think I've been really impressed overall with the guys that have come in. I think what, what we're seeing, you know, and I don't, I don't know if there's – right now it, it's too early to kind of tell if that, and you've seen kind of the guys, you know, Perez pitch today and – you know, Keegan Aiken was another guy like, do not forget about Keegan. Um, and I know that Orioles fans go up and down, or maybe they have him his image seared in their mind from all the replay games on Masson during rain delays. But legacy Keegan game. To me, well, it's a legacy game, whatever it is. But for Keegan, he looks healthy to me. He was really banged up for the majority of it. And those are guys that you can't sleep on. I think the last thing, just for people to mention, look what happened last year. I think you guys are on to something. The Orioles, you don't know how the bullpen's going to fully fare out. You have an idea, but you could have a guy diamond in the rough. Last year, it was Eunier Cano, right? So I think And Colomb, right? And even and, Webb and a little Coulomb, bit. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm, I'm even missing on it, all of that. Because people. I, I am, man, because <laughs> that's just who I am. I just don't give people credit, right? You are a rampant uh, shortchanger, <laughs> if anything. Yes. I know, exactly. So, But anyway, it's a... What I love seeing is that these these guys are very confident 
coming down here. And, and quite frankly, as we know this, and I just mentioned a second ago about injuries, you can't control when injuries are going to happen. But if you have depth that you can get through all the tough times, and I think this Orioles team is way deeper in, on the pitching side than they get credit for. He's Ryan Ripken. The countdown is officially on, guys. We are less than a month away from opening day at Pickles. It's going to be a party. We can't wait. Ryan, have fun in Sarasota. Thank you, sir. guys. You got it. Coming up next this week in baseball, the Red Sox. Could they really sign Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell? Chris Sale no longer with them, but he's off to a strong start during the spring. Are we buying it? And D.L. Hall, Joey Ortiz, how are they faring with the Brewers? That's all next. It's Inside Access on The Fan. Inside Access on The Fan. On the mound for the first time as a Brave. Six foot six left-hander. 3-2 pitch on the way. Got O'Neill Cruz swinging. So he strikes out Cruz. Swivels and brings a 3-2. Blew it by him. 97 with that fastball. <laughs> Just whistled it right on by the swinging bat of Grandall. Second strikeout by Chris Sale. Here's Connor Joe. Pitch from Sale. Swung on and missed by Joe. And that's strike three. Sale ready, looking to strike out the side. 0-2 pitch on the way. Goodbye. Swung on and missed. Over the top of the breaking ball. And Chris Sale as sharp as the butcher's blade here in this first spring training outing as a Brave. Those calls courtesy of Braves Radio. Hmm. Chris Sale, the 34-year-old. He had a 25-pitch spring debut. Hardest thrown pitch of the day, Jason. 97.1-mile-per-hour hmm. fastball. Yasmani Grandal swung through. And he had three punch-outs recorded uh, in the Chris second. Sale versus o- O'Neill Cruz. That's big on big. That is two large men. Uh, wouldn't it be something if... The best Chris Sale pitches since the Red Sox signed him yeah. to that mega deal is as an Atlanta Brave who are paying a fraction of the salary. Like, I mean, okay, they get but not like Vaughn Grissom's a nice player. Like he'll, he'll be like a contributing player for the Red Sox. Like I, I, he's got a, a nice speed, power, hit tool. Like I don't think he's going to set the world on fire. But like, can he give him what Verdugo gave him at a little bit more speed? Probably. But, like, Chris Sale's going there with low expectations, right? Like, if they stay relatively healthy as a starting staff, which I know is a big gift for them, you know, they've got Freed in his walk year. Like, they're, he doesn't have to go there and live up to that trade, right? Mm-hmm. Live up to all that hype. Fresh start. It's it's a it's a it's an easier division, you know. The the Mets aren't really spending. The Nats are god awful, right? You got you got to navigate that Phillies lineup. The, the the Marlins have holes all over their lineup. I think this is going to end up paying some pretty good dividends for Atlanta, and Atlanta's very good at incubating pitching. And just reading some of like the people who analyze Statcast data, like what his not just the the velocity, but his pitch shapes and his movement were were. Way different than we've seen from Chris Sale in a while. Now he might punch a wall tomorrow. That's what he I said. might the get. Injury. He might twist his ankle getting yeah. off a golf cart. Like I get all that. Yeah. But for that team that probably was one solid starter away from maybe still being able to go neck and neck with the Dodgers to get that guy potentially for Vaughn Grisham, I'd make that trade. I mean, it's kind of a lottery ticket for them. I mean, yeah. if it comes back big, yeah, that but would they're be... getting him cheap. Yeah, like, that's I, what I'm saying. It's, I, it's... 
Yeah, the Red Sox may, uh, and I get it. It had ended like it had kind of worn out its welcome there. But if people are looking for reasons why that their billionaire owner is being uh, beyond frugal, that the way that thing worked out probably has something to do with it. And we know that the Red Sox they are in need of starting pitching, oh, really yeah. pitching in general. Monday, our buddy Baltimore's buddy Buster Olney. He reported that the Red Sox and Jordan Montgomery recently met over Zoom, and then Alex Cora confirmed it, saying Buster's right. We Zoomed with him, but we've been Zooming with a lot of people throughout the offseason. I'm not going to get into specifics, but it's part of the process. It was a while ago, too. Uh, Yeah. I was in South Beach for that one. (laughs) I was in Miami. Yeah. Aretha Frank. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And once asked, who's zooming who? Uh, This sounds like one that the agent really wanted to get out there because, let's face it, there's nothing real, real going on. I'll, I'll say this. I would be really surprised if the Red Sox are the team that break either of these guys fall. Like, I don't see it. I think Blake Snell in Boston as a one-year mercenary would have a chance to go way sideways. And I, I just don't think they have a whole lot of interest. Like, they're not a Jordan. Like, yeah, they're not they're a Jordan those... Montgomery away from what? Going yeah. from 80 or 79 wins to 84? Yeah, like, what? I, I what? just... They don't know... They haven't been spending, so why would they go out and break one of these guys' fall, give them $25 million for a year or so? Like, I, to get the comp pick it, a year from now when would, he leaves? Like, yeah. I don't think that's how that owner's thinking. Yeah, like, 
And look, I'm still not buying it for the Yankees either because of what it would do for them from the from the spending, you know, going over the spending thresholds and all that. I, I don't think these dudes are ending up in the AL East. Like I, I just don't. Um, and I think the Red Sox are. I think the Red Sox are going to be a bit of a disaster. Like I, I would throw a dart at the Rays to be better than we think they're going to be, or some of us would think they're going to be just because they always do it. But I got a weird... I don't have a good sense. Like, I don't think the vibes in Toronto are very good. We talked about that on the show yesterday. We'll talk about it in a minute with J.P. Riccardi, their former GM. And I don't think the vibes are very good in Boston. No, not at all. And their projected payroll right now outside of the top 10, it would be a third consecutive season. If that stays, they'd be outside the top 10 in payroll. And quickly, following some former O's, and that's start with D.L. Hall. And we saw some video on the Twitter sphere striking out Christian Yellick, striking out Reese Hoskins in a sim game. And everyone's been talking him up. Yeah, uh, You got uh, Pat Murphy, the manager, saying Hall's got a chance to be a number one. Just because he's got overpowering stuff, this kid's electric. You saw him a ton in the minors. Yeah, look, I, I hope he can build his innings up. I, I hope he can, um, you know, stay healthy. And I, I hope he is a starting pitcher because that's been his dream and he's never really had an opportunity here. Like, it just, he never really got a shot the way they handled him the first year. And then the second year, the team got so good that it, it really made sense to have him help the bullpen. Uh and I think in that division, it's a little easier to break in in the NL Central than it is the AL East. I'm still bullish on D.L. Hall. And look, I think I think Joey Ortiz, like, I guess they're keeping Willie Adamez for now. I'm guessing Ortiz has a chance to be their second baseman or maybe third. Um, but I, I think both those kids have bright futures. You mentioned J.P. Riccardi. He was a GM. Of the Blue Jays from 2001 through 09, a lot of special consulting. He's been in baseball for a long, long time. Now he's doing a podcast, and he will be joining us on the other side. We'll get his thoughts on where the Orioles sit in the AL East, his thoughts on the Blue Jays. Does he have a weird vibe on them heading into opening day? That's next. It's Inside Access on the fan. Inside Access. You know what tomorrow is, Jason? Is it a leap day or leap day in the leap no, year? No, no, today's leap, year leap day. Oh, today's, today's uh, happy leap day, everybody, for those who observe. Tomorrow, the calendar flips to March. It does. What happens in March? Opening day. Opening day. You're right. March 28th. We will be at Pickles. It's going to be a party. And joining us now... Former GM of the Blue Jays, executive for the Mets, A's, and Giants, and now the host of the Brushback with JP. He is JP Ricciardi. And JP, let's start locally with the O's, reigning AL East champions, most wins in the American League. What are you expecting for an encore in 2024? Well, I think the Orioles are going to have a good club. I mean, I don't think it's a surprise on anybody. I think the only question is going to be is how do they handle the success they had last year? You know, they're not going to sneak up on anybody. People are going to know when they come into town. Uh, you know, so they're going to they're going to just be a club that people are aware of now. I think last year they they caught fire and people were a little bit surprised that it happened so fast. But I think this year with uh, what they what they've already accomplished, 
and all the hype they have around all their good young players, uh, I think that the big question is how do they handle their success and how do they turn that into continued success? JP, you're obviously not privy to all the specific medicals about Kyle Bradish and his UCL um, sprain, strain, boo-boo, whatever we want to call it. Um, but it is a, a young starting pitcher, right, whose innings went up, and now we're talking about um, UCL discomfort. And John Means hasn't pitched a full season in three years, and you know his recovery from TJ hit a, a bump last year, and now he's behind as well. Just from the outside, are you surprised at all about sort of the way the O's are trying to navigate this thing and the fact that, to this point, Julio Tehran is really the only insurance move they've made outside of the Burns trade, but obviously that, you know, goes back about a month? Well, you know, one, one thing you know when, you, when you're part of an organization is you know more than anybody on the outside. So obviously they know the condition of those mm-hmm. those injuries a lot better than we do. So they have to have a little bit of an understanding of when they think they might get those guys back. Uh, you know, the UCL, that thing starts barking on you. Uh, I mean, it's. I, I hope that the player is okay, but usually it's the sign of something coming down the pike. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's going to be their challenge. Their depth on the mound, I don't know if they have enough at the AAA level behind those guys that can pick up the slack. Um, you know, most organizations, when you're really good, you've got five quality starters and two behind them that can at least pick up the slack. I think their depth on the mound is going to be their biggest question. Uh, going to be a great lineup. Uh, I think the, the, the Achilles heel for this team is two things. One, the depth of their pitching staff, and two, the fact that everybody knows them now. So if you were Mike Elias and – all that is the backdrop to this, and Scott Boris has a couple of lefties out there, and, and this team moved a wall back, right, in part to help left-handed pitching, and I think they've only had like 17 starts from lefties since they did it. Uh, would you be going to ownership, new ownership coming in with deep pockets, saying, hey, man, I think we could get Jordan Montgomery, who shoved against us in the playoffs. I mean, he wants, you know, 20 a year on a long-term deal. Maybe we could give him 23 or 25-plus incentives and rent them for that. Would you be making that case to ownership? Well, I think you have to at least consider adding. You know you've got a really good club. You know you're close to being not only a playoff team, but you're close to being maybe more than a playoff team going deeper in the playoffs if you can add a guy here or a guy there. So you have to at least go to ownership and present that to them, which I'm sure that they're doing. I think the biggest stumbling block with all of these is, you know, are you able to get them on terms that fit you? I think the, the stumbling block with some of these guys that are out there is the years that they want. So maybe it's a situation where you get creative and you give them a two-year contract with an out after each year. Right. Uh, so it just depends on how creative the Orioles want to be and how creative their, their front office wants to be in the sense of getting involved with these guys. But, you know, there's, there's a couple of good arms out there. Uh, I'm sure the Orioles are dipping their toe in the water. And obviously, you know, you're not dealing with an easy agent, so you have to figure out how this can come to a head. But if I'm a pitcher... I look at the Orioles, I look at that lineup, I look at that youth, I look at the fact that they've got a lot of players coming from the offensive standpoint that can plug in if someone goes down. I mean, it's a heck of a place to pitch, so that's got to be appealing to some of those guys. JP, you mentioned the agent, which is Scott Boris, who represents both of them. I'm sure you had to deal with Scott Boris a time or two over the years. What What is it like negotiation-wise with Scott Boris? I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. I mean, Scott loves baseball. He's a baseball guy at heart. You could talk baseball with him. 
I think if you are able to uh, tell him what you're trying to do and explain what you're trying to do and what you see in the player and how you think you're going to use the player, I think Scott is, is really he's understanding in that regard. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to have a friendship with him that he's going to make deals with you left and right. He's going to get the best bang for his buck. But in our history, you know, in Toronto, we didn't have a big payroll. We only had a payroll of 50, 55 million. So we couldn't get involved with too many of his players. But the ones we got, I had great dialogue with him. Um, and, and I thought his, his acumen on the game and understanding and when you could explain to him what you were trying to do, I, I, I had no problems with him. But I never dealt with him on these major, major contracts. We've talked a bit about the uh, the Blue Jays on this show the, this week. Um, that Alec Manoa outing, um, I got to think they're they're internally troubled by that. I know he doesn't have to go out there and shove for them with what they have with Gossman and some others, but that didn't look good. That that team just I don't know. That doesn't I don't know if all the pieces fit. Like they haven't really maximized their potential. I don't see a true leadoff hitter there. Like, is Springer that guy anymore? And like, I guess maybe they thought Varsho could be, but I don't see that. Bichette, like, I don't know. They still look kind of something seems off to me there. What are your expectations for the Blue Jays? I like the Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays are going to have a good year. I think you got Bichette and Vlad coming into the prime of their career. I think because they've been in the big league so long at a young age, people are expecting unbelievable things from them. But I think there comes a maturation process with that. I think their rotation, top to bottom, is good. If Manoa can come back, and I'm not so down on Manoa as everybody else is right now. I know he had a bad year last year, but some of the takeaways I take from his outing yesterday was his velocity was good, his body's in better shape than it was the year before. Just from an evaluation standpoint, he's opening up his front side. He couldn't get his arm through on the glove side. He couldn't finish his pitches. That's all stuff he can go to the bullpen and get. I think he was more concerned with what his velocity was going to be like and the, the touchy-feely stuff is going to come down the road. So if he bounces back, even if he gives them 150 innings and, and, and can get 10 wins, that's like them making a, a trade. So I think the Blue Jays are going to have a good club. I think they're going to be one of the better teams in the East, and I think that they're going to be the team that Baltimore uh, and the Yankees and Tampa Bay are really going to have to fight it out with. What about those Yankees, JP? Very disappointing year last year. Went out, made the big move, bringing in Juan Soto. How do you see them uh, performing this year? I think the Yankees are going to have a good year. I think if Rondon comes back, uh, we had Rondon in San Francisco. When he's on, he's as good as anybody you're going to face. My biggest question with the Yankees is their fourth and fifth starters. I'm not sold that they're that deep. I'm not sold that those guys are, are slam dunk guys that are going to give you the, the 150 to 200 innings you'd like to get. So to me, the Yankees are going to come down to their depth and pitching. I think their offense is going to be fine. I think Soto is going to have a monster year in Yankee Stadium. I think Verdugo is going to have a big year in Yankee Stadium. So those two additions, I mean, it's like the Yankees brought back Maris and Blanchard. You know, it was uh, the old left-handers that they used to stack in those lineups. I, I think those guys are going to hit home runs in that park. I think offensively they're going to be very, very good. Their depth on the mound is going to be their big question. He's J.P. Ricciardi. J.P., tell us about the podcast before we let you go. Yeah, we're excited about it. It's uh, it's a different avenue for me, but I think it's going to be an opportunity for us to take people inside baseball in a different avenue. You know, my background is player development scouting. I was, a, I was an area scout. I was a minor league player. I was a minor league coach. 
you know, my whole background is from the ground level up. So I'm going to be able to, I think, to open up some doors to people. How does the trade come together? What happens in a trade? You know, what goes on at the trading deadline? Having been there for 25 years in the front office, I've seen a lot of those things that people will talk about, like player development. Well, what actually happens in player development? What actually happens in, at, the, at the draft? What actually happens at the trade deadline? So I think being able to bring people into that and be able to possibly give them some scouting uh, ideas of how you break down a player and what you see in a player that might make that player a little better. So I think it's going to be an exciting podcast that opens up a lot of different avenues and, and a different uh, mindset uh, to the average fan. Awesome. Well, we look forward to it, JP. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. Hopefully we can talk to you uh, throughout the season. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank Good you. luck. You got it. One more break to go before BFD. You're Tonight. you're you're yeah. bone overdrive. I'm bone overdrive. Yeah, today That's tomorrow. A rarity. Today and rarity. I've been off. Rarity. I've been off. Yeah. Hey, you just got back from Florida. <laughs> I'm talking even before that. I, uh, it's been a rarity. What? I did it. Last the people week. want their bone overdrive. I'm just glad I bone just... overdrive's back. Jeez, it's back full today. Blown. It's full back blown. today. It's back tomorrow. It's back four days next week. Are you but bone? Who's, who's counting? Who's who is counting? I don't know. Are you bone in or bone out on bone overdrive? Uh, of course which, I'm bone yeah, in. yeah. What, what are you going to say during the break? Of course I'm yeah. bone in. <laughs> yeah, right. BFD, we'll get the text of the day. We'll put a bow on today's show. That's next on The Fan. Inside Access. Oh, we made it another day without Ken. Oh, we somehow. Gotta, we, somehow. We got to make it. Oh, it was a struggle. We got to make it another day without Ken. And then we're all back together. And may, look, maybe Ken doesn't Monday. make it back here Monday. I don't know. Pirates. I'm not rooting for it. I'm just pointing out that, that you know, I heard he's from, putting his life in somebody else's hands. I heard from a little birdie there's going to be a little AI Ken Wyman. Tomorrow. Oh, he's going to call in from vacation that's, tomorrow and answer yes. some questions? That's what I heard. AI Ken? <laughs> You're not going to He's much miss more that, fun but. than regular Ken. <laughs> he is. He is. Still visits AI, the same. AI Ken has a Glenn Danzig tattoo yeah, on his ass. Yeah. Still visits the same Timonium bars, though. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's baked into the cake. I mean, or the DNA or whatever an AI oh, thing the, has. Yeah. Is that like coding baked into the coding? Or uh, something? I don't know. Does AI Ken just put all the, the, the drinks on regular Ken's tab? Yes. Good question. Yeah. Wait, well, and no, wait for no, somebody no, no. and wait for and then Wyman Industries ends up picking I, I was up the about tab. To say he puts it on Dennis's. Yeah. Yeah. It gets, Wyman it, Industries. It gets written off. Corporate card. <laughs> Chuck <laughs> Bucks may not have a corporate card, but Wyman Industries definitely does. Yeah. We got BFD coming up next, Can't wait. which is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to dive into the free agent class, the scouting combine. Usually a good time to start talking to agents. Yeah. What? I'm just wondering if Dan, Dan Lusk, <laughs> West Coast Bias. No, there's no Dan. No? I've never interviewed Dan Lusk. No, you should. You should interview <laughs> we'll, Dan we'll Lusk and ask him nothing but questions. <laughs> <laughs> Only questions about Dr. Jerry Aloysius Coleman. We'll play some sound from... I don't want to tell you how to run your BFD, Bo, but we'll, that's what I would do. We'll play some sound from Eric DaCosta, John Harbaugh, continue to go down. We're almost done the Ravens schedule going to every game. We're, we got the uh, Jags and the 49ers game tonight. Uh, are you going to do the thing we... Did we ever do it last year? The, bone the optimum, the optimum schedule. Yeah, we did that. We did it. You yeah, should do it again. It. We could do it again. That, that's it end again. of April. Bone, bone Simulator is going to have its uh, work cut out because we got to do one sixty two again. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we're going month by month. I think we'll start next week. 
Yeah, I think we'll start next. Wonder it, if, I wonder if Hyder. Hyder got ejected a lot by the Bone Simulator well, there, there last year. There were a year. lot of fights. Remember, it was benches. I think there was a brawls. UFO. There was there a game was, that was canceled because of UFOs. Yes. Which did you see that thing? We had the balloon. Do you and, remember that? Like a week ago, unidentified balloon flying over the U.S. and then two days later, it's like I, it never happened. And I gotta go back and look. I had or I didn't. The Bone Simulator. Bone simulator. Had, Corbin Burns, that was the deadline trade. I'm curious if it involved a DL. Who was in that trade? When you get home, I, after you feed Zoe, you I, could punch it into the... I'm sure you could just recalibrate I, it. I can. It's, it's Don't use Google. Use use oh, the simulator itself. No, it's in Speak my, to the simulator when you get home. It's in my notes. I'll, let's get the text of the day. Didn't everybody think that DL Hall was going to be in that deal, though? Yes. Yeah, we had, we we brought on a couple people who were like, you know, the Brewers love D.L. Hall. I think it was like it was Kylie. It was like two or three different prospect people. Were like, well, if they ever trade him, they'd want D.L. Hall. There was there was somebody at my other job that that had had gotten the deal right minus the comp pick. They, they said D.L. Hall and Joey Ortiz. Okay, Joey Ortiz homer today. By the way, we didn't talk about the big news today about Jemai Jones being a uh, yeah. New York Yankee. Yeah. Oh, trust me. If <laughs> Numb Nuts was here, we would have. Yeah, yeah. Ken's got it. No, I tried to talk him out of it a million times. I'm like, he really doesn't play a position, Ken, and he doesn't really hit. How how fun was the that? The great kid. Love the kid. Yeah, we, we had him on the show. How, how fun was that? You know, when we were talking about Jemai Jones being like one of the jewels of the farm system, you know, and, and now and now we're, we're looking to unload yeah, some Yeah, now people. we're trying to trade like yeah. guys yeah. who are Number fifteen prospect <laughs> in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, it's a fair trade. You know, what we have Jorge Mateo, who used to be the Yankees' top prospect, and now yeah. they have Jemai Jones. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, text of the day, guys. Uh, this comes from Mark in Lutherville. Hey, guys, mm. following back on your conversation f- with Ryan Ripping about the bullpen, saw Craig Kimbrell gave a home run today, yeah. and I'm not uh. sold on him on him being this team's closer. <laughs> I know all. I know all. <laughs> I know all the talk is about the Orioles acquiring a starting pitcher, but does this team need to trade for an arm with a real uh, a real closer? I think they need another high leverage guy. Yeah, that's the kind of move you make at the bull uh, yeah. at the deadline. And and look, I said at the time of the signing, I love it. He'll be in the mix. I don't care what they guaranteed him at the time of signing. Like at that point in time, they still had D.L. Hall. I'm like, I think D.L. Hall could be very well be yeah. their closer. Um, you know, I I just feel like that's to be determined. Like, he'll get every shot to do it until maybe he doesn't. What about Mr. Charles? Oh, jeez. Let's just hey. let's just get him in. Let's hey. get him in the majors first. Hey. It's happening. Let's. It's not, happening. One step at a time. <laughs> it's happening. One step at a time. Tomorrow's show. Friend of the show, cousin of Jason Lockenford, Todd Karpovich. Yes. We'll go all around the local sports scene with Todd. Ariel Epstein, get our best bets with her. Jim Callis. Who interviewed Jackson Holiday today? He was pretty, at the game there. Yeah, pretty excited to talk to Jim and Brett Brock, who was a part of Masson's broadcast. I think he's, he's coming back. back. Is he back? Yes, back he's back. There. Okay, so Masson's. He was Brad also Brock. teammates with Julio Toronto. Yes. Oh, oh, there you go. So we will talk to Brad about that. So a lot of fun on a Friday edition of Inside Access, but we have a Thursday edition of BFD next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 